This is uh, Jamie and Travis present. present. Uh, and today we're talking to some dudes. Black Coffee Roasting Company. Matt and Jim from Black Coffee. Jim Chapman, Matt McQuilkin. Uh, they're the co-owners. Founded the company six, seven years ago. 2010. And now their coffee is sort of everywhere, and it's awesome. Sort of. And yeah. they have a great uh, location on East Spruce Street, which mm-hmm. we will talk about. Quonset Hut. Uh, but we're gonna do some fact checking. Those guys were fun. I had uh, so much fun with them. We, uh, post-interview, just realized that we are going to have to have them on all the time. Yeah, they make it easy. The podcast just became Jamie, Travis, Jim, and Matt Present. Oh, that's the whitest white dude podcast. We need a Larry and oh, a... Oh, uh, <laughs> We need a Larry... <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that's good because they are fun. Yep. So, uh, that's it. Yeah, uh, for those of you who liked the Facebook page the yeah. other day, thank you so much. Thank you. We are we are moving on up. Yeah. And for those of you who subbed to the podcast, amazing. That we means, appreciate it. And uh, please go write a review if you like it. That only helps us do this more. Uh. If you don't like it, we don't care. Yeah. There's no reason for you to be listening to it. You can get a hold of us at Jamie and Travis Present at gmail.com. Jamie, J A M I E. And you can go to our Twitter page at Jamie Travis Pod. Uh, I think that's and it. And we're on Facebook. And we're on Facebook, Jamie and Travis Present. Please go like the page if you if you don't mind. You can like and unfollow, just we need the likes. So yeah. Go for phone. But either way, we hope you like our conversation with Matt and Jim. Matt and Jim. All right. Bye. Uh, are, are we... He's my husband. Do you have any questions <laughs> or anything? Do you have any concerns? No. Anything you don't want to talk about? I'd love to avoid politics. Hey, we already got through Awesome. It. Yeah, we did it. We did our 10 minutes yesterday. Sweet. Sweet. Sad. I just... Um, mostly because my heart can't take it. But I would like oh, to yeah. talk about the so, election last week. <laughs> uh, what, what is what is your uh, audience for this podcast? Um, well, so far none. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. when are we going to plunge that? I just I just subscribed to their podcast, so. Oh, I can't wait to see. Oh. You should do it right now. Yeah. This is uh, Death Wish. Oh, I don't know Death Wish. Oh, Death aren't, Wish. Aren't they the ones that got the ad on the uh, Super Bowl last year? Uh, maybe. It's the world's strongest coffee. <laughs> so what is that? How does coffee have more caffeine in it? It's, it's, are, are we going now? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. We start. Since we like to start in the door. mise-en-scene. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's uppity for in the middle of a conversation. So, uh, yeah, how does world coffee strong, have more yeah, I don't know. Do I think I, the only way that I think that they could actually say they have the world's strongest coffee... Is that they actually started doing like chemical studies of the caffeine contents of different coffee beans? That would be the, so. Yeah. It would be a uh, strain of uh, yeah, because because caffeine's a super super stable element, and you can't really roast it out of coffee. That's kind of a um, a myth, but it's not true. You can't roast caffeine out of coffee. So there's nothing oh, that they could. Medium roast is like yeah, less, it's, yeah. There's more caffeine because it's roasted. No, it's the That's bean. not true. No. Oh, I've adhered to that for a long time. A lot of people do. <laughs> so, so you think of it, the, the coffee has... You can go ahead and get a little closer. Sorry. The coffee has uh, X amount of caffeine at the when it's birthed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you roast it, 
you're making the coffee lighter, uh, weight lighter, not not water level. Yeah, it's losing water. Um, So, as a result, if you weigh your coffee and it's more darkly roasted, it will require more coffee beans to get to X amount. So, say you're shooting for 25 grams. To get to 25 grams of whole bean coffee is going to require more coffee beans of a dark roast than it would have a light and roast each one of, of the same beans coffee. Has the same amount of caffeine. Yeah. It from the beginning. And yeah. most and, it's and, very and, stable. and most people when they make a pot of coffee, they have like, you know, they use a certain number of tablespoons or they use a quarter cup or something. And so when you do a light roasted coffee bean in that quarter cup, because of what Jim just said, you get more coffee beans because they're you, still smaller. Because they also smaller. puff up. So they puff up and get... lose weight as you roast them. All right. So, so if you're going you go. by volume, they're still little. So if you're going by volume, you've got a bunch of beans in there. That's all. I'm going to stand near some drip coffee thing at Burn Street and just explain that to people. <laughs> as they come through. <laughs> oh, why yeah. are you getting in the medium roast? Yeah. Oh, you think it has more caffeine? Yeah, about you're, you're going to be 86 in that place so fast. <laughs> Uh, so Death Wish Coffee, I don't know how they can claim that it's the strongest coffee they, in the world. They might put a little meth in there. You never know. What it is. No, they, uh, there's no way to know. Uh, we do. We know from drinking it a couple of times that it is of the higher content. Well, this will be fun. Let's try some. But yeah, I, I wonder if it's the power of suggestion. I hope so. <laughs> it does come in lovely packaging with skulls all over it. My oh, nice. <laughs> Oh, turns out we have our our two new co-hosts <laughs> forever. Uh, That'd be great. So, this is my dream to do this. Do, yeah, it's right? It's our dream to do this. That's why we have struggled crawling on our bellies to get you guys in. Uh, I never saw either one of you crawl on your bellies. It, Jamie just pretty much walked in the door and if asked I us. I crawl on my belly, my arms. Oh, that's right. <laughs> could, could I see those beans? Um, not, I have it's, also it's ground, feel right? like this oh, Death Wish coffee is like it's time released. Like four hours later, it will. It, yeah, see, that's the methamphetamines. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, time released. I feel like I'm okay with meth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not even for once, the, Travis. Not moment. even once. No. Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't, I don't understand anything about it. The website doesn't really tell you anything. The meth, are, are we talking nice. about, are we talking about meth or coffee now? Coffee. Stop. <laughs> oh, well, the, the methamphetamine website doesn't tell you what's in it. No, oh. the, uh, the Death Wish guys, they're really nice. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They have a coffee shop. That's also a barber shop. That's also a record store. That's cool. Yeah. That is so cool. that's, that's the winning points. And what city are they in? I'm looking uh, them up right now. Uh, I don't know. Power of the internet. Round Lake, New York. Oh, East Coast. Hmm. Look up, see if those are the guys that, um, there was a company that got an ad on the Super Bowl. There was like a, there was some sort of a contest and this coffee company, I think it might have been Death Wish Coffee, won the contest and got an ad during the Super Bowl. Is that that? Is that them? Or is that someone else? Ooh, they also do single serve pods. How do you guys feel about coffee pods? We could really actually start the interview at some point. Yeah. How do you guys feel about the coffee pod revolution? It's a lot of plastic that's wasted. It's a lot those little of plastic. cartridges you put in the yes, things? the Keurigs. They also make like a quarter of a cup of coffee. I would rather see life without coffee pods. Yeah. Hey. It must Good. be really expensive to have those. Right? Generally, like if you look at the pricing of a coffee pod versus just a normal whole bean coffee, you're looking at 
close to $45 a pound versus an average of maybe 16 a pound. So you've thought about it before? No, not, not we consider have, we it. We haven't thought about doing it. I've no, looked thought at about it. this issue. <laughs> I've, about whether or not it exists. Have I given it thought? Yes. Um, okay, let's back up here. Matt and Jim, thank you for coming. You guys own Black Coffee Roasting Company, which is why we've been talking about coffee. Uh, can you guys talk a little bit about uh, why you did that? What need you saw to fill? And could you just this one time say your name before you start talking so people like sort of know? Can Yeah, talking? associate a voice with a name? Yeah. I'm Matt McQuilkin. And I'm Jim. Okay. Um, I th- well... Jim the microphone. I do. Guess who plays with headphones at home? <laughs> uh, I, we both started... started uh, I'd say that speaking for both of us, we got into the business uh, for a love of coffee. We're, what are you guys looking at? Can you just type in the password? Uh. It's barley something. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, love of coffee. Uh, and uh, and what was the need at that time? Like, well, the need f- at the time from a personal standpoint was to find a job that I loved, doing something that I loved, and staying in Missoula. Yeah. And that's that's essentially why Black Coffee was conceived is because Jim and I, we both have kids about the same age yeah. and we both were in jobs that were fine, but wanted to do something that we really loved and to be able to stay in Missoula and raise our children here. And you guys were pals before? or For a little bit before. Yeah. Our, yeah. our, our wives uh, have known each other for a lot longer than Jim and I have through mutual friends. We, we were friends in the perimeter yeah. and literally over beer at a party at Matt's house discovered it was at that Polly's. we were... Oh, Polly's house. <laughs> I have a really bad memory. <laughs> uh, somewhere we discovered that we were both thinking about roasting coffee and we quickly agreed that it would be more beneficial if we could work together than starting two coffee roasting companies simultaneously. Oh. And it turns out that was a good decision on our part. But but it went so far to the to the to the extreme that that Jim and I had actually already both signed up for a coffee roasting school, and we had signed without up without knowing without knowing without knowing and we had signed up for the things. same dates at this Shut school. It. So so it was it was almost like it was there were too many too many coincidences to it. You know, true serendipity. Yeah. Did you feel like it? You like knew that after that night? Did you go home and say to your wife, pretty, like, I think pretty much the one. I think he's the one. I think this is I think, happening. honey, I think I'm going to marry him. Yeah. I started a business tonight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, we started working on the business plan the next day. Holy yeah. shit. Cool. And that was what year? Uh, 2010. So now you're on your second Maybe location. 2009. 2009. Yeah. 2009. We opened in 2010. And so you I guess opened we... over on Russell Street. Yep. And mm-hmm. now you guys are on Spruce and Madison. In the Quonset Hut. In an yeah. awesome, like, airplane so, hangar building. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you're in like every freaking grocery store and restaurant and all over the fucking place. Yeah. How's we do it? our best. So is it going well? Or are it's you guys good. going in tons of debt right now? <laughs> no, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going fine. It's been, it's been a wild ride, but yeah, it's going fine. That's and so yes, cool. we do have tons of debt. <laughs> oh, <we're good. laughs> uh, yeah, that place over there, we've been reading Yelp reviews all morning uh-huh. of black coffee. I really wanted to like read a really terrible one. Do you do you guys do you guys want to know what, do you guys want to know why the building that we're in is called a Quonset hut? Do you know that? Please, it's not a Quonset hut. Don't it is a Quonset hut. It is. Yeah, it's an airplane hangar. No, it's a Quonset hut. Okay. Why? They, okay. They they were all Quonset. I don't know if all of them were, but they were conceived, and the first Quonset huts were made in Quonset, Rhode Island. 
I was going to say that sounds like a town in Rhode Island. You were not going to say that. I was going to say that. <laughs> There's lots of sets. He Mary, actually had it written Mary down. Gansett. He was about to say yeah. that. Yeah, I, no, I spilled coffee on it. Yeah. I have to fact check all of this right now. Um, a Pre- guy on... Prefabricated structure. World War One, World War Two. Seriously. A village located near the town of North Kingston, Rhode Island. Quonset Point. So, like it was right there. But now you have to leave. I'm sorry, Matt. Quonset Point. I was going to tell him that, and you just seemed pretty adamant about the whole thing. It's too bad. This is what we do on this podcast. You say things. And you fact check? We prove you wrong. Via Facebook News. Oh, yeah. That's where he's getting his facts. I did look this up on Fox News. I didn't. That's the only place I got it from. All right, well. I swear I read it once. I was going to tell you more about Kwanzaa Huts, but now I just don't want to. Beyond my asshole. Oh, yeah. Was that it? Was that the whole thing? No, there was more, but now Travis is... God damn it. Beyond my asshole joke, that is the most interesting thing I've heard this week. <laughs> it's good. So there is swearing on this podcast. Sorry, yes. Oh, yeah, That's, you can swear. Oh, good. You can totally I, swear. I often do without realizing we it. Have so. a, we have an E next to our podcast. Radio. Oh, do you really? Yes. Oh. We do, really? Yeah, we have to. Oh, that feels awesome. I, Oh, because then, so like, cool. if I was looking for a podcast, I'd be like, well, this one's... This that's one's, that's an E for entertainment. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> I actually didn't real. know that podcasts... I don't. I didn't think that there was explicit, explicit, explicit signs on podcasts. I knew that, like, yeah. you know, yeah. on album covers. Yeah. There there is, and it even has the little album cover one, too. The are there on album are. covers really? anymore? Uh, I don't know if they are now. But it is on iTunes. It has, the little, it has the little guy there. Oh, it does? Yeah. Uh, all right, I want to learn about coffee. For okay. a second, then we can talk about whatever the fuck you guys want to talk about. I was about Coffee to is really good for you. Uh, tell me about that. It it's, might cure cancer. It um, might cure cancer. It might. It might also uh, solve all the world's social needs, potentially, yeah. theoretically, and it also makes your brain happy, which is a good thing, because studies have shown. I read this on Facebook. Studies funny? have shown that happiness. Adds to longevity you have, of life. You have a like a fucking nightmarish NPR radio voice. That's yes. Gonna fucking <laughs> <offer>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Shit. We're talking. We're talking with Jim Chapman here people, from Black Coffee Roasting Company. People cannot turn it off, but they want to. Cannot stop listening to Jim's voice. What's that? What's that? What's that? Uh, what's that effect that? Uh, God, what is his name? The the painter. Um, Picasso? Yeah, Bob Ross. What's that? What, what is that thing that Bob uh, Ross's voice was called? Been awesome. No, when, got when a voice Ross. is so soothing, and there's a name for it, and Bob Ross is like one of the top ones. It's called AAS. It's a three-letter acronym. I've always envied Sorry. his hair. Bob Ross. Yeah. Bobby. Bob Ross syndrome. Type, type in Bob Ross syndrome. ASMR. Whisper. ASMR. Yeah. Oh, and this is the thing where you can watch the clips of people. Oh no! And it's like it's not a sexual thing. No, it's like a weird incitement thing. For I bet you, I bet you, feel happy. I bet you could make it sexual. It's like coffee. (laughs) It's like coffee. Your voice is like coffee. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Um, Cool. Well, thanks for coming, guys. Speaking of coffee, that was great. (laughs) I I literally showed up here covered in coffee dust today. Oh well. Are you guys? You guys roast coffee every day? Well, let's talk about that real quick. You guys get beans (laughs) that are green. Right? Because yeah. they're raw. Right. Right? And where do those come from? So they come from all over. The tropics, basically, is where coffee grows. It likes a steady 
relatively warm and preferably high altitude climate yeah. with regular moisture. Uh, it does well in climates like Ecuador, Honduras, Peru, Colombia, Ethiopia. Um, so we source from importers around the world. <laughs> and uh, they send us samples. We try them. We roast them. Um, if we like them, we buy them and buy the pallet. And then we go through a series of figuring out how we want to roast it. And then we roast it. And then we sell it. So when I buy a bag of coffee at the grocery store, and then let's say it's $10 for a pound, am I basically paying for the shipping? Because holy you're shit, paying, that you're paying for You're paying thing. for a lot of things. Yeah? You're paying for the shipping. You're paying for, um, you're paying a wage to the people that grew the coffee. Right. Right. Harvested the coffee. Totally. But I'm saying, is that the... Process the coffee. That must make the, the coffee very expensive. I mean, that's... And then the shipping. only be able to source your stuff from halfway around the world. And it's heavy. Yeah. That's, coffee that's, is, is cheap in the U.S. It like is. When you see the whole process of what it takes to get from A to B, yeah. it's, it's insanely cheap yeah, how it is. I would agree. Um, there's, so there are the, the farmers who are starting it, and they're starting with little starts that take three years to grow. They plant them. Then they don't start to fruit for another year or two. Um, the, once they start fruiting, they have about seven years of productivity. Oh, really? And then that's it. And then they have to start over again. Oh, shit. Um, uh, a 25 grams of coffee. I know this because I'm, I don't know why I know this. Um, <laughs> 25 grams of coffee is about 150 coffee beans. So that's 75 coffee cherries. So it comes from a cherry. So you're paying the pickers. You're also paying the people who run the wet mill to process it. The people who rake it out yeah. for about two weeks drying it, then it goes from there. It has to get transported to a dry mill. From the dry mill, they have to pay a fee there to get it milled. It gets separated by grades, good and bad. From there, it gets loaded into the bags that we see. Then it gets taken to export yeah. uh, a port. It gets loaded into containers. From there, it gets shipped to North America. From on there, boats, it gets all on unloaded. Boats. All in boats, gets unloaded in Portland or San Francisco or any of the port cities. Yeah. From there, it's stored in a temperature-stable, humid, humidity-stable environment for months at a time while we pull from it for our roasting purposes. Oh, so it's not every order it's coming from. There's a warehouse. So we'll, con warehouse. we'll contract a certain number of bags of coffee. Yeah. And the importer that we're dealing with will store that coffee for got us. It, they it, won't sell it to anybody else. And then we just pay for it as we take Holy it. Holy shit. That's kind of a cool thing that, <laughs> I don't know. It's rad, yeah. There's it's a lot really of steps. Awesome. It's crazy. And there's but a lot of people involved. totally, like, connective tissue. It is, and that's one of the big, like, the big things that Jim and I really try to, um, to drive home with... A, the people are, that are buying our coffee, but also our staff, our baristas, our coffee baggers, is that when you're, especially with the baristas, when you're making um, a coffee drink, you are sort of the final step in this whole process. Yeah. And you're basically showcasing what this, you know, a farmer in another country did. Yeah, totally. You know, several months ago, and you are getting, you're showcasing their art. Yeah, you know? you're the last step. That's really cool. So as coffee roasters, we, like, we really want to, to, to make that connection that, Yes, we can take great coffee beans and roast beautiful coffee. We can't take shitty coffee beans 
and roast great coffee. You can't make great coffee. You can't roast great coffee from shitty beans, right? So we rely on farmers yeah. to, to, to do their craft so well. So we're really like, now we have some farms that we've worked with uh, for several years, and Jim just got back from Columbia where he made some connections with some farms. Cool. And so now we actually get to like to, to meet these people yeah. that are growing the coffee and then the connections even that more you know that more evident so knowing now how awesome the process is from plant 3 years 5 years whatever it is all the way down the line to ending up in Missoula it must it's does it like break your heart when you see people making coffee in the wrong yeah. way because it does seem kind of shitty no it's uh, it's it's dis, it's disrespectful i mean that's that's taking a pretty hard line but it it's it, it's almost well, disrespectful i sort of get it i mean right now i get it after the interview i'll probably be like what a dick you're not doing justice to like you're not <laughs> <laughs> but right I, now i get it I, and you know people people make coffee different ways though if they're enjoying it that's, that's really the most the key. Important good thing. call I mean, well, what is ideally how you want your beans, which it is the best coffee I've ever had. How does how should I be doing it? Because I'm doing it wrong. There's there's so many ways to do it. And the coffee geek, and I think I speak for Matt here. The coffee geek in us, when we're at work, we measure, we weigh, we check temps. Yeah. But when I'm at home, and I'm on the weekend, and I'm in my underwear in the kitchen, I'm not weighing stuff you're out. Getting your I'm, out I'm one of those winging it. Cartridges. And granted, I'm really good at winging it. <laughs> Uh, you should you should make coffee how you like. Now coffee. every time oh, someone says you wing it from now on, I'm gonna picture Jim in his underwear in his kitchen making oh, coffee. So great. Yeah, oh, so great. Thank you. I that's what the feel like that could be a, like a calendar. Just Jim yeah, why isn't there in his the, underwear twelve making months coffee a year and all the great ways to make coffee. Yeah, why isn't there? The bo- <laughs> so the boy of I guess this is the time we should release the news. I have that calendar coming out for 2017. <laughs> all right, it's oh, gonna be good. Boy. Um, so no, no, that I, I, I absolutely agree with that though. You really gotta, um, when we're at work and when we're talking, we're talking to you. So it, it sort of brings out the geekery yeah, in yeah. us. Um, but I think that it's also good to just be able to like put that stuff aside and just enjoy a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause, Cause we don't want to be pretentious. All right. But and that's okay. No, All right. But, but, but that's okay. Could you answer the question in a more interesting way though? And to give us a method. Well, there. What, which one? Oh, yeah. Which one I can give you methods. Your, I mean, give yeah. me the best method. Well, there, there the best, there's no best, best method. Yeah, who's it. who's your who's your who's yeah. the be, who's the best musician? I just I know it's what not, you guys are doing here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Know what you're doing <laughs> here, Alanis and Morse. I just don't. And I love Alanis Morissette. Alanis okay, Morse. I'm gonna you say know? I'm gonna say Chemex. Yeah. Pour over. Chemex. Pour over. Chemex. I'm gonna say pour over. Okay. Are they the same? But a no, a a Chemex. Is a pour over, but a pour over is not necessarily a Chemex. I like explain? the Kalita pour over. It could be a Hario V60. I don't know. A Chemex. I thought a Chemex was a vessel. It is. This is a Chemex right here. This beautiful hourglass it's a shape for our radio glass. audience. It's a beaker. Yeah. Okay. Has so, a wood handle. So that how? It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm trying to. It's not a beaker. It's a fucking here. Chemex. Okay, but so what do you do with that? Okay. Yes. <laughs> what Travis brought out. Okay. Of, so. Here we, we have we have some great options on the table here. We have a French press. We have a Hario V60. It's a ceramic pour over. We have a Chemex. That's a glass pour over. We've got an old school Aeropress. Uh, that's the first. It's looks literally like really toxic. 
it yeah. looks like that plastic is leaching Numbers. in my hand it's as I hold it. Jim, you hate plastic. I got it. I hate it. I know. <laughs> I totally get that. I got it back in the day. That's cool. Uh, but I but I do love aeropresses. It What's makes an aeropress? A, I've never even seen that thing. What's that thing do? Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at you because I feel like you didn't really do a whole lot of research coming into the show. <laughs> no. Like Tra- Travis has got all the stuff. He's well, ready to go. Travis managed Liquid Planet forever. Oh, really? Well, oh, yeah. well, more importantly, I was a barista for like 14 years. I had no idea. Yeah. And, and actually, I'll say, this is a side note. And this is totally blowing you guys. But the... <laughs> Uh, I have never <laughs> want to be a barista again, but, uh, and I'll t- probably wait tables or serve coffee again someday in my life. And yours is the only shop that I would, oh, like, that would be like, I'd work there. I could do that. Whoa. Thank I you. Could work Are you there. guys hiring? Yeah. Because that's, yeah. uh, and that's across the board, like, well, cool we're... shops in Seattle, cool shops in Portland, your shop. So, so great. We'd have a lot of fun Thank working you. together, I'm sure. Sure. I don't really work. That's the problem. I'm really not a good employee. I, I am really good about being personable and making everybody else work. <laughs> so you're looking. Like so you're looking for a management position. <laughs> I'm the worst employee ever. Okay, J- Jamie. Sorry. Before I was a dick to you. Yeah. You were asking about the Aeropress. The Aeropress. What I find the Aeropress is so awesome for is essentially is their marketing is that it, it kind of makes um it makes espresso. So you're putting a, a more finely ground coffee in here. Not espresso. It's not espresso, no. but that's but that's what they were sort of trying to say it At was. Yeah. Right. But it's not. But it's not. But it's closer. Mm, closer it's than good. drip coffee. It's closer than drip coffee, but it's still worlds away from, yeah. from being... But it's good. So what I love this for, though, is camping. Oh, to have badass coffee in the woods. Badass coffee and the cleanup process, because you, you put the... There's a little filter that you put on the end here um, in a plastic cap... Then you fill it with water and coffee grounds. You oh, mix it and then you, push then the you water plunge it? it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you put the water in there with the coffee beans, and then you put this in and you plunge it down through this filter. Let it sit for about a minute. Do now. they make them? Do they make them not out of poison? No, no. they're all plastic. No, they're all but the plastic now looks much different than it used to. It's so I don't know if that's better or worse. Yeah. This is literally between numbers one and one hundred. Back in the day, I was. I awesome. also thought I was going to be a professional disc golf competitor. Oh, yeah. And You're not? This is the, no. Oh, no. No, it's, it's too much work. For you. It's too much work for five grand a year. <laughs> the, uh, the guy, Aerobee, makes obviously yeah. Aerobees, but he made disc golfs forever. Oh, and really? I was working at a coffee shop at the time, and he said, you should try this thing out. And he sent it to me. And Personally, he told you that. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And uh, and I've heard he's a very nice guy. He is a very nice guy, and I and I competed in uh, Aeropress Challenge. You did. Uh, Two thousand five. Where? Like the first one, Seattle. Wow. I never made it to. I never made it to Worlds, and I never made it through was regionals. It, was it at uh, the the coffee? What's it called? The coffee festival we go to. SCAA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the special specialty coffee association of America. <laughs> Yes. That's where it was? Yeah. And you were in an SCAA competition the, with the Aeropress? Yep, yeah, and the regionals were at Zoka. Wait, are we talking about a barista ah, competition? Yeah. No, an Aeropress competition. But I yeah. Thought, I thought we were... T- I really thought we were talking about a disc golf and competition. I, and I prefer I the did too. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all prefer the inverted. And I pictured him playing... Wait, what is the competition? <laughs> Who can make do? the best coffee with the Aeropress? Who can make the best... Oh, yeah, people get tricky. They turn it upside down. So it's yeah, really? the inverted method. Sounds messy. You gotta get your weight correct. You your grind. Get your time correct. You gotta get your grind did you, correct. Did you place? Uh, no. 
know. Were you working at Liquid Planet? I was, at the time? Really care. I was I was working at Liquid Planet. That was my first couple of years at Liquid Planet. It was right in there. That's hilarious. But I wasn't even the coffee guy. I was the wine and beer guy. Were so there a lot how, of, how did you end? I wonder how if I sold you wine. That, that uh, well, because I, I I spent I spent uh, <laughs> the, the years previous to that. Like I used to work at. My first coffee job was Morning Light in Helena, which has been gone for a while. But that was the only roaster in Helena. And then I spent a second in Italy studying, and a second at Zoka studying, and uh, ended up thinking this was the greatest thing ever. That's that's impressive. Yeah, I like it. I, I love I love it. And now that's why the joke is that I have all the methods. Mm-hmm. Wait, are, is that? Certificate on the wall? Is that a uh, AeroPress <laughs> certification? You're a trainer, aren't you? Seventy uh, sixth place. <laughs> that old thing. Oh man! Wow. That framed so, in gold. I can't believe that just happened. So I'm more excited for Jamie to talk to you guys about but coffee than me. What about? Okay. All right. So back to the question. What's okay. the best way? Yeah. I have different ways I like at different times. Tell me the okay. time and the way. My standard Monday through Friday method of first cup of coffee is in a small espresso machine that I've had for years. It's a Rancilio Silvia and I love it. And and is it because that is easy or is it because that's special and you're at work and you want something to make you feel good? Not at go work, work, at home. But before and you go to work. Yeah, before I go to work. I want a good cup of coffee. You want to start the day right. I make an Americano. Right. It's I not, love you're it. You're not because it's, it's easy. This is the thing I look forward to as I'm going to bed every day and pretty much every night my wife and I say... Oh, coffee. It's only like eight hours away. Really? It's going to be really good. And it always is really good. So this is really the best good. job ever for you. Oh, yeah. That's the awesome. Only, it's the only job for you. You don't have any other job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I write a bit. I don't make any money doing it, though. Wait, wait. It's still a job. So uh, that's awesome, though, to so, wake up thinking basically about what I'm you about to have the best cup of coffee job. in the world Yeah. today. Oh, and I think that every day. That's cool. Are you obsessed with coffee? You, I know you are. Oh, yeah. I yeah, know. he is. So uh, okay, then, so you do the espresso machine in the morning, five days a week. Five days a week, I always do that. Weekends, if we're in town, I do. But most weekends, especially nine months of the year, I'm not in yeah. town. Then I do French press, or I do a Kalita pour over. Those are my two preferred. Now I like them differently. I like the French press because it's got like a very satisfying, rich body. Okay, you get really good flavor from the coffee that you make in it. It's a little bit messier on the cleanup, but the one I have is stainless steel completely. There's not a single plastic part on it. It's super durable, so it's great for camping, and it's reliable. It's just really easy. So I grind the coffee. I put it in the how, French how press. How much? And, that, that's thick, a, and that's a Freeling, fine. right? What's that? Is that a Freeling? Freeling? Yeah. yeah. Thick. Fun. Do you guys sell those at Black Coffee? We do. Uh, we happen to sell the those. Corner of Madison. <laughs> um, uh, but how, how coarse do you go with the grind? This is Fair, what I'm talking fairly about. Fairly coarse. I fuck this up. Fairly coarse. Kosher salt coarse? Co- kosher yes. salt coarse, yeah. Yes, kosher well put. Um, for, a, for a Kalita pour over, I go a little bit finer. And uh, and the pour over is not It's similar Chemex. to this, but it's a stainless steel version. you put version. a filter in there? Mm-hmm. You put a filter in. And then you just go right into the cup. And you put the coffee grinds, and then you pour your hot water in. And it and takes just take in- about three or four minutes. And you've got a great cup and of coffee. And this, this thing is meant to look, so to describe it, it looks like a, a coffee cup with a saucer attached to the bottom, and there's a hole in the bottom of it. Yeah. Uh, you, and you put this on top of your coffee cup. Mm-hmm. You put so a paper filter on top of that. Okay. Um, and you put a small handful of coffee in. Um, the reason I like the Kalita differently than the French press 
is that it's a cleaner cup of coffee. It doesn't have any of the silt. Yeah. It's been filtered out by the paper. And you also, again, get really good flavor from the coffee. A much cleaner cup, a much brighter cup. The silt being at the end of a, a French press, that like little dirt in the yeah. bottom. little grit. little grit. Which sometimes is great. Jim, yeah. explain what, when you say brighter, explain to people what you mean by that. Because I don't think everyone really, people talk about brightness all the time. And I think a lot of people get confused by yeah, what that I means. Yeah, I think I do. Brightness is uh, the flavor component. And some methods and temperatures of water bring out different levels of acidity. Um, so the brightness, think of like little hints of lemon or citric yeah. acid that you taste in the subtle notes on the mm -hmm. sides of your tongue when you're tasting coffee. Um, and pour overs especially bring out the brightness more than say a French press. What is the opposite? Is it the depth, the darkness? It would, yeah, it would be, yeah, it would be, it would be darker. You know, a lot of the brightness is also affected by the roasting process. Yeah. So we can roast a coffee to really highlight the acidity and the brightness of it. Yeah. But if you roast that same coffee being really dark, that acidity is going to go away. When you guys get a, a new bean and you roast it and uh, it's off, are you able to say now, oh, we need to roast that more and it'll be spot on? We have, we have less? a we have a pretty lengthy process that we go through with really? every coffee bean. So we have a a pretty um. It's pretty dialed in as far as how we do it, and it's it's pretty precise and accurate. But yes, protocols, protocols, systems, a lot of systems, systems, systems. Uh, uh, are you need to ask me anything before I continue? On no, this? I want you to continue. Okay, French press. Back to the French press. I have the thing that happens to me with the French press, where when I plunge it, it doesn't really want to go, and then it kind of goes, but it explodes. It sounds like it might be too fine. Too fine. The or grind. Try this technique okay, next time. <laughs> uh, my wife has taught me that when making a French press, the optimal way to avoid that is to fill it about three quarters of the way, okay. especially with our coffee and other coffee roasters along the same vein as us that are using where you're getting fresh coffee. Yeah. It tends to off gas quite a bit. Yeah. So fill three quarters of the way, let it sit for about 30 seconds. Let it, bl stir. Let it bloom. That's the bloom. Yeah. Then stir it. Finish adding the water, then cap it, and you will find that your plunge goes smooth. you know smooth. what sucks? Is that what my wife Carly tells me I'm doing wrong? That is exactly what she says, and I just refuse to... You won't listen to her? No. <laughs> but now you're listening to us? Fuck. That's going to get you... No, I'm going to listen to Carly. But I just corroborated her theory. Yeah. My, my wife taught so me rude. that, and then taught me that again, and then taught me that again. Oh, same thing. And then she thing. taught me that again. Oh, that's interesting. And then this last weekend, guess what I learned? Again. So great. Because also, spill, the French press explosion is impossible to clean up. It sucks if you guys have ever had that happen. Yeah. Uh, I had the toddy brewer sitting on the counter, and I opened up the cabinet door into it, and it sprayed <laughs> everywhere in this kitchen. There's still probably some on the wall. Uh, because if you, like, I was frustrated with it because it was there. Uh -huh. It was in the way. I keep moving it to the side, to the side, and finally I put a plate away. Of the dishes and it dumped everywhere. That and I haven't made toddy coffee in like two months because of that. Huh. Because of that nightmare. Yeah. So I just go buy it. I've had the same thing happen with AeroPress and it's a nightmare. Oh, that sucks so bad because you're like you're. It's delicate. You're yeah. Like, oh, this is so great. This is gonna be so great. This is gonna be so great. Everywhere. Yep. Ugh. And beans, wet beans are horrible. The taste and smell yeah. is horrible. The third degree burns. <laughs> On your lap. 
Well, you're going to want to use a little less, uh, you know, a little cooler water. In the yeah. So, so going back to the best way to brew coffee, though. Yeah. Obviously, there's no right or wrong answer. Which I, um, I'm a huge fan of drip coffee. Yeah. I drink a lot of drip coffee. Just the machine, the old filter. Well, I no, no, I we I use a Technovorm. Oh. oh, it's a we, fancy uh, dripper. Well, we, all, we, and by the way, we do sell those at Black Coffee, <laughs> five twenty-five East Spruce Street. That is an amazing machine. It is not a fourteen-dollar Mister Coffee. It is not a fourteen-dollar Mister Coffee. Not. How much does it cost? They cost three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars, but there's a rebate. It's an investment in happiness. <laughs> How they're, long do they they're last? The, they're, they're the only machine that's endorsed by the SCAA. Yep. They're handmade. The specialty coffee in Amsterdam. Council of America. Yep. That Associate, Association of America, the same SCAA where Travis oh, competed was, as a realized, as an Aeropress barista. This was my takeaway prize. Was an original <laughs> like 1999 Bodum French press was my takeaway prize from that competition. Really, man, haven't seen one of these in forever, huh? <laughs> God, bringing me back. Is that uh, is that gold lined? Oh, that no, is I hope so, that yeah. is gold lined. Sterling, actually, yeah. <laughs> Great. So, so no, I'm a huge fan of drip coffee. But that's uh, but, and you're talking specifically about that brewer. I am. Okay. But I also want people to. I happen to have that machine just because I got into the the specialty coffee yeah. world, yeah. and it's sort of like, and and now we just have sort of avenues to these fun ways right. to make coffee. Yeah. But I want people to be able to take their coffee home and enjoy it in their fourteen dollar Mister Coffee. Yeah. yeah. And, Which, and it is enjoyable. It, yeah, it is actually. That would I would say that is. It is more than worth it to spend the money on good coffee. Yeah, if we, you're using the Mister Coffee. We uh, have tried from the beginning, and uh, I do this when I go visit my mother-in-law, who has a, just a crappy little coffee maker. So I always make coffee in it because I want to know what it's like from every different machine I can find. Mm-hmm. And and really, if you're starting with good coffee, you can brew a good cup of coffee just about anyway. Last weekend, I used a sock as a filter in a Kalita, and it worked wonderfully. Saw that because on that's pretty great. So great. Because Did you not have filters. Or you just wanted. I was to out see of filters. Had you worn? I could have. I could have. Uh, not. It had been cleaned. It had been cleaned. Yes, I have I worn think, that sock a I lot. Think a used sock <laughs> as a filter might bring like some umami notes out. It would be kind of like a uh, Washington Syrah, a little bit of funk. Yeah, right. A little funky. Yeah, like yeah. a cheese. Wow. Cake cheese. Now you're using adjectives that really shouldn't be included in coffee. <laughs> Funky. Yeah. Funky. Cheese. Let's, 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 cheese. Let's, let's, let's back up. Well, actually, I was a cheesemonger for eight and a half years. Oh, really? So yeah. now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> no, I really was. Uh, that... I have so much cheese information floating around in my head. And I've been dying for an outlet. And for a while, when I had, I had friends that would open up delis in town, I'd be like... I don't want anything. I don't want any compensation. I just want to help you choose cheeses to sell. That's and no, awesome. one, no one's taken me up on it yet. And so now we're going to redirect this podcast to cheese. <laughs> Welcome to well, the Matt Cheese so, Show. Yeah, wait a second. When? Uh, what does that mean for you? Like uh, that, the future? What does that mean for you? Uh, nothing. I'm done with cheese. As far as from a business standpoint, yeah. are, are you sure you could you could go back to cheese? It's not a problem. Oh, I'm not going back to me, cheese. Just <laughs> give me your half and we'll just let you, you just walk away, Matt. Yeah. <clears throat> just so, something hand it about over. You something about some Jim and I that you should know is that we are constantly plotting how to take the other's half of the business. The business will be mine. Really? All oh, oh yeah, so Jim. Funny. Jim's constantly plotting to kill me. Actually, so. He has FYI, cut my brake lines I'm this, four I'm, times. I'm putting this out there to the public. If something happens to me, 
Start by looking at Jim. I have Ch- noticed that Jim's true. wife is in there a lot more now. That's right. So it's sort of starting to feel like their place. That's right. Ooh. Shit. Thank no, you. I'm not. I mean, I'm not totally comfortable. You know, with it's it. just kind of the viewers, man. They, that's how they want it to be. I'm sorry. You're gonna start uh, bringing your kids probably, to work. I do this. More, like, cesarean situation. Like, just build a wall down the middle. And have two coffee shops. It's going to be a beautiful wall, Travis. <laughs> no. We're going to make the baristas pay for no. it. Park no. fences, Sorry. mostly wall. Don't want to talk about this. Mostly okay. wall. Uh, what, uh, what, <laughs> actually, but I do have a quick, I do have a quick question for you. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm the, the is it si- political? Nope. Okay. The seat that I'm sitting at faces towards the window. Yes, but also to a dry erase board. Oh no no no! Yeah. no, no. Oh, oh, can't oh, t- can I not talk about that? Uh, no, you can. What, sure, what are, you are you guys planning in the future to do a podcast comparing Red Dawn to Tron? Maybe. Possibly. I would really like to be here for that if possible. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we just settled that. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, really, and we don't need to get into it because that obviously is a whole hour's worth of conversation, but... The podcast will specifically be about how they both have reboots. And comparing the, the oh, reboots the may remakes. or may not be good or bad compared okay. to the originals, or the or the new ones might be better, or we're not sure. You know what? Huh. You know what movie we just watched? Speaking of remakes, you and Jim? No, me and my wife, oh. me and Amy. <laughs> well, is we we watched the original Wicker Man. Have you guys seen that movie? Yes. Holy shit! Have you seen that movie? Uh, the original is not Keanu Reeves. Totally. I don't think the remake was Keanu Reeves it either. Wasn't? No, it was Nicolas Cage. He's the Wick. He's John no. Wicks. Wicks. Oh. John Wicks. No, John that's Wick. the drummer. No, John, John Wicks Wick. is the drummer in town. John also Wick. a big coffee guy, huh? Yep, totally. But The Wicker Man, that movie is nuts. Holy shit. Yeah, scary cool. nuts? No, well, it was it was kind of like, it was kind of marketed as a thriller, but it's more like weird, pagan. Look up real quick. Look at the original Wicker Man. Look at these images. It's nuts. Um, and I would I would think that Wes Anderson drew from the imagery in that movie. Huh. Watch for this. some for some of his movies. I have a question real quick about these coffee mugs. Yes, he did. He did. It's confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> he Wes did? Anderson did draw inspiration from the Wicker Man. You you Google Travis that. just I fucking looked you, it up. I saw you Google Travis, it you what are you here. talking about? <laughs> That's fucked up. Man. I'm going to watch you know, this movie I tonight. Am, I am a huge I am a shameless Is it on Netflix? Uh it's on you can rent it, you can stream it, yeah. I am a shameless Wes Anderson fan. To the point of he could make the biggest turd and I would probably still like it. And I will agree that The Wicker Man probably is a big influence for him. There you go, go, Jamie. (laughs) There you go, Jamie. So, uh, and I believe the stance already that's being taken with Red Dawn versus New Red Dawn is Old Red Dawn is so much better. I kind of love Neutron. I do too. It's so good. It's so good. It looks good. It's fun. Come on. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, no, it's good. The visuals are incredible. <laughs> oh, we're X'd out with 20 minutes to go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we're just saying, J- James and I have goals. Big Jim and I have goals. Big J, Jimmy, we have goals. One at, one at a time. That's right. I like that. Uh, I want to talk about this coffee mug. Okay. Because oh. I, love, I love it aesthetically. But do you see what's happening here? So we're talking about these sort of camping... What, what, what's these, happening? What what's happening? It's a camp mug. Camp mug. Yeah. But it's you have made to out drink of drink out of it differently. Uh, enameled steel. It's made out of enameled steel, and it has really cool topo map on mm-hmm. it because you guys have a coffee called Topo. Uh, it's a great mug. Uh, Big chip. This lip, I spill it on myself you every time I take a sip out of it. Top. You have mm. to go in here. 
So with that mug, we were going for a very classic tin-style enameled steel cup. Uh, there aren't a lot of options for producers of that. We get that from, I believe he's in Poland. Poland. And uh, really? he's been making them since, like, world, the, maybe the Civil War, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's been alive he, a long time. A long time. And when we Does order from him. printing on him also? Yeah, his name's Valdemir. Valdemar. Voldemort. And uh, he. Are you <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, we'll, like, I'll email him and I'll say, hey, Valdemar, we're ready for more mugs. And about a month later, I think someone actually carries the email across the ocean. Oh, so great. It's transported in a boat, a slow sailboat that goes across the Atlantic. And oh then the guy hikes for several hundred miles and he carries the email in a briefcase to Valdemar. And. Then uh, the the order gets to Valdemar, and then eventually he sends it back via pigeon to me. Right, right. And it takes at least four more weeks. All the pigeons. And he says, okay, how many would you like? And then I reply, I'd like 200. <laughs> and the the guy has to come back with the boat and the briefcase, and he takes that back across the ocean to Poland. It's a very it's a lengthy process. process. But all said and done, I don't ever get to complain about the lip of the cup, sadly. That's just the way it has to be. Uh, but, Jamie, man. do you want to have your mind blown? Miss your cup. Yeah. Check this out. You're going to love this. So you're telling me that you've never... Is that the, one of the saddest ones? Yeah, so it's one of the side ones. So... This one got what printed do, what sideways. What do, you, what do you see there? Oh, awesome. What do you see there? What do I see there? Look. Defocus and focus at the same time. Oh, is this one of those magic, uh, magic eye? It, it is. Jim actually hand. Oh, really? Jim actually hand drew the topo map. Yep. N. R. C. See it? No. Oh shit! It's lowercase. It's lowercase. Oh my god. How cool is that? Someone has some extra time you on their guys, hands. You guys sell these? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, for sale, 525 East Spruce. These are great mugs. Uh, you can buy them individually or in sets of two. They're really also on cool. our website, www.blackcoffeeroastingco.com. Like Matt said, I have a uh, slightly restless mind. So even There's when I'm sitting, like late at night, I'm sitting. Some people would just sit yeah. and sit and I don't just sit and sit very well oh, so I generally have to have a pen or something in my hand and you draw and stuff I, I'm you didn't do that with kind pen, of constant did motion did I did, did that with pen yeah so but but Voldemort was the one that actually printed it on the mug yeah I did not print it on the mug oh my god it was an original so the original drawing was about this big about five by five inches that'd be a cool t-shirt good idea <laughs> We There's do sell t-shirts. The, the best. 525 East Spruce. I will say, after going to every, I nerd out and go to every coffee shop that I can. Look, look it's, it the best, it's the best shop merch there is. You guys? Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Logos, the best art, like some of it's, and these cups, I lose my shit for it because, of course, I know you guys have a Vanagon for your, for your shop, but I've had Vanagons for years. That's a big deal. I'm a big National Parks guy. I'm a big John Muir guy. Like, this whole thing is amazing. It's so good. And also, for the record, to throw Bridget under the bus, one of the only gifts she's ever gotten me that was good. Oh, what? (laughs) Glad to be part of that. Just saying. I asked for them for a year. I was like, I'm I'm not going to buy them. Just go over to the shop. They're there. Do you guys still have them? Yeah. They're very cool. Yeah, and they're on the website. Um. Uh. Okay. I have a question. 
you guys uh, uh, make awesome coffee, but you've also made a really popular and great retail area, your coffee shop. Uh, and that's hard to do. And you've done both these things really great. But everybody that works there is stoked. People hang out there all day. Everybody's cool. Uh, how did you accomplish that? Because it, it's, I, I don't, think it's easier it's, said it's, than it's, done. It's, it's, again, it's one of those things that's kind of hard to describe, but I, I'm a firm believer both in the roasting of coffee and in trying to create an atmosphere is that the, the energy and the love that you put into something Yeah is going to come out on the other side, whether that's mm-hmm. roasting coffee, whether that's cooking a meal, or whether it's trying to create a space for people to hang out in. We just, and I'm, I'm not just saying this, but we really put so much um, thought and care and time and energy and love into what we do and to where we're, lo- like, into our space itself, that I think that it just, like, that translated into a positive energy. And our employees, when we hire them, we, we have great employees, um, and we try really, really hard to hire people that are going to just make people feel comfortable yeah. and welcome when they come in. We did not The, the last thing we, that we wanted was a pretentious coffee shop where people come in and are afraid to, to ask for ask questions yeah. or um, you know to, to say that for instance, like when someone comes in and they say, "I'd like to you know buy a pound of coffee." And our employees will say, you know, which one would you like? You know, we have all these, you know, we have Honduras, we have Mexico, we have Guatemala. We have, and someone, sometimes you'll see that look on someone's face where they're like, I don't know. Yeah. And that's when our employees step in and say, hey, let me help you out. Like, let me make suggestions. Do you like light coffee, dark coffee? And, and just to really make people feel welcome and not afraid to ask questions. And we try to be a place where people can come in and learn something about coffee yeah. um, in, in, a, in a safe environment. So. We also have, have never hesitated to put our own personalities into our coffee shop um, down to just we want it to be a place we want to hang out in and want to be at and make it pleasant. So when when we are hiring people, we're much more to just apt to like converse and talk and see if it's people we can Right. That'll be good to be around. That's, yeah. We want it to be a good, pleasant place well, to be. Well, they all seem like buddies. Everyone and, uh, that works there seems like they're just hanging out. I mean, not hanging out, not right, working, right. but like they're just at a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we like a barbecue. They're at like a barbecue. Yeah. So, uh, we drink a lot of champagne at work <laughs> all day. <laughs> uh, the, we, uh, the ceiling and all the lighting uh-huh. is an amazing tangle. Uh, yeah. Conduit. Who, yeah. Uh, whose idea? Who did that? Who's Our electrician's there? idea. Yeah. So good. We we so wanted good. all those lights because with a Quonset hut, um, they generally are very cold, very metallic. It was it was hard to warm it up. We wanted to warm it up in terms of mood without like having stuffed grizzly bears in the corner. Yeah. yeah the the, um, the light the lights were to, yeah to clarify the lights were our idea. Mm-hmm. The conduit, the way the conduit was run to the lights was the electrician's idea. It's amazing. But it's we, really amazing. Yeah. He did such a good job. The, cool. Another thing that we do at Black Coffee is we don't have Wi-Fi for customers. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that adds a lot to the atmosphere there because it's really amazing. Without Wi-Fi, people talk to each other. Yeah. And so it's like you have a lot of conversations. So we're the kind of the coffee shop in town where people come to meet and talk. 
as opposed to, you know, some coffee shops you go into um, in other cities or wherever and you walk in. And, and when we were researching, uh, when we were going to a bunch of different coffee shops in Seattle and Portland, sort of like trying to figure out how we wanted to model the Kwanzaa Hut because we knew we were going to move into it. We'd go into some and you'd go in and there are 10 tables with 10 people on 10 computers yeah. and it's silent. Yeah. It's loud it's loud in black coffee. It's in a loud good way. already because like of happening the coffee of the, roasting. Right. Well and the yeah, but I mean it's it's awesome. It's good, it yeah. feels good to yeah. be in. What are your uh, what are your out of town shops that you guys go to? That we love to go to? Yeah, what are you gonna look forward to in the coast? Um, I really like Herkimer. Herkimer in Seattle is pretty awesome. Ooh. And analog. Analog coffee is fantastic. Analog's not a roaster, they're a coffee shop in Seattle. Um, but super badass. Uh, awesome coffee shop, Herkimer. Um Oh, there's that place Lighthouse Espresso in Seattle that's pretty cool. They do a, it's a darker roasted coffee, so it's not necessarily like the exact style of coffee that I like, but I like it because it's old school and the guy's really friendly. Water um, Ave and Water Portland Avenue is awesome. Super nice people. Mm-hmm. Is it ever annoying to have a cool place to work like that where like you wake up and you're like, fuck it, I don't want to fucking. No. And then you walk in there and everyone's so happy. No. And then everyone wants to like come and be like, man, I love your coffee. And you're just like, I fucking know it, but not now. No, I always, I, 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 no. if people say that, I'm, I'm 100% complimented, never. Not even and, one time? No. And I no. also, I've never, there's not a single day where I've not wanted to go to work. Well, fuck this. This interview's over. <laughs> yeah. We're the worst podcasters because we both work out of our homes. So we're a little angry that we don't get to leave and go to a That's cool not job. What's going on. You can come hang out with us anytime you want. We do. We do quite often. That's, I'd, say, I'd say that's the beauty of uh, owning a coffee shop is you get to hang out with Missoula yeah. at any given time. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to add? Any plans? Any expansion plans? No. That you can talk about? None, none, to, come out, like, none to speak of. After no. Thanksgiving, is there, any, is there anything coming up in December? Uh, yep, we're going to have our first uh, public cupping oh. on the first Friday in December. Fuck it is you. a 12, there's a 12 person limit. So, but that's that's coming up. What are we talking about? The what? public cupping. The drift the cupping? is coming out. Drift is coming the out. Cupping is a style, it's like a wine tasting for coffee. But you should come. Very specific. Fun. Uh, we should podcast from it. I can't believe you should. it. <laughs> we should oh. bring the podcast to the company. Live cast. We have um we have two free coffee days. So two days in December where drip coffee is gonna be free. Awesome. Um You'll announce those on your Facebook Facebook page? Uh we yeah. probably yeah. Cool. Uh anything else? Like Jim said, Drift is about to come out. Um Is that are, a seasonal Our winter oh, seasonal? Oh, are you guys gonna do the whiskey the whiskey Bourbon barrel aged? That was the most insanely yeah. good coffee. We're, we get our barrel on Monday. Really? Yeah. So when will that be out? December? It needs a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. It'll be oh, December. That stuff is amazing. When you see that there. So we're getting the barrel from Montgomery. They're draining a barrel on Sunday. So that means on Monday we get to, awesome. to have it for coffee. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, <laughs> Matt we Jim. It. Yeah. This Thank you so much. Um, we we want to come back. You can. Oh, we'll we yeah. talk about Tron and Red Dawn. And we don't yeah, have to talk. We don't coffee. even talk coffee. We just we just we talk Red Dawn. Yeah. I'll right. talk Red Dawn all day. No, you guys are in the rotation, obviously. Yeah. Who who else is in the rotation? Just you guys. Just you guys. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> who who have who have your other guests been? Uh, I just, just subscribed to your podcast today. Oh, you did? Yeah. You did what everyone should do. We just interviewed uh, Gwen Florio, author and journalist. Yeah. And. Migsy Pensanow from the 1491s. We solved cultural appropriation, one podcast. Yep. It was pretty amazing. Um, 
And, and that's all we've done so far. That's it. Yeah, we're new. We're, it's, we're fresh. And cool. you're already in the top floor of Missoula's tallest high rise. It's amazing. I know. It's awesome. Yeah, look at the that. views from this office. Look at that. Overlooking, I can see the Bitterroots. I can see the missions. It's a long way down I from think here. that's Glacier, I see. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Uh, hey, guys. Thank you. Black Hot Grossing Company. You guys are the best. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, Jimmy. And we'll see you again yeah, so soon. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.